Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. So getting into some of the, the seven words, and very interesting because the seven words that we're going to talk about, you've probably all already said all seven of these words today. But what I'm going to challenge you to do is really be very thoughtful in how you use these words going forward, and in some cases, how you don't use these words, all right? Because one idea, one sentence, and one word can be game-changing. It can change your life. Would you agree with that? Absolutely right. So the words that I'm going to share um, are, are, to me, they're a form of action that you take, all right? Like I said, we talked a lot last year about how do you take action, and I heard from some of you, you still have your gold dots from, from last year, which is awesome. We are talking about taking action, but words are a way that you take action. So that's what we're going to get into, and the very first word that we're going to talk about is yes. So let me hear you say yes. Let me hear one more time. Yes, okay, it's such a good one. Very interesting word because I would say that this is one word that definitely is life-changing for most people. In fact, um, this is a word that in the most important moments of your life, this is the word that you hope to hear, right? Did I pass my driver's test? Yes, well, for some of you. I know, I know some of you and I know how you drive, but, right. Did you pass your driver's test? How about when you ask that guy or gal out? You wanted to hear yes. How about are you going to buy the house? Yes. Are you pregnant? But yes, you know, that's an exciting yes to hear, you know, at that time, right? Um, I think, uh, are the Vikings going to make it to the Super Bowl this year? Oh, okay. All right, so many exciting moments in your life are come with yes. That one probably will never come in my lifetime. But it certainly is what our our customers and our referral partners want to hear from us, right? They want to hear a yes all the time. And I also think it's a word that opens us up when we are ready for a change. Yes is a very positive word, and we have to think about what are we saying yes to. Now, have, have you all seen the movie Yes Man? Funny, 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 just fascinating movie almost, because this is where a guy takes the commitment um, for one year to say yes to everything. He's going to say yes to every opportunity that possibly comes his way. And as you would imagine, it turns into all kinds of wonderful things. Then he gets mixed up in a bunch of you know shenanigans, and then it comes back around where he understands there's a balance between saying yes and no and all that good stuff. But I think it's very interesting. Uh, it's an interesting movie when you think about the things that immediately start to happen when you start to say yes to some of the opportunities that are in front of you. It's an incredibly, incredibly powerful word, and it does open up your brain in a very different and very positive way. I'll tell you an interesting story about these two, John Lennon and Yoko Ono. They actually met November 7th, 1966, um, at the Indica Gallery in London. And Yoko Ono at that time was kind of an up-and-coming artist, didn't know John Lennon at all. Well, he wanted like an advanced preview to her, to her art show. So she decided she'd let him come in and you know, be able to see some of the things there. And he was kind of looking around. And there was this very interesting piece of art that she had there that looked like this. It was a ladder, kind of a step ladder. And what you had to do is you'd have to go up on the ladder. There was something up on the ceiling. And you had to stand way up on that ladder and look at it through this uh, magnifying glass to see what was there. So when you got up on that ladder and did it, because John Lennon immediately proceeded to do this, the word that you saw was yes. And he was so taken by that because he was expecting to see, like, you know, it was the 60s, so he was expecting to see an angry word, you know, futon or, you know, something 
something like that, you know, some, some kind of angry word. But he saw this word, yes, and he was so captivated by it that he wanted to get Yoko Ono, wanted to get to know her better. And this is literally where the relationship started. And she recently was talking about this because it was literally where they met. And here's what she said. She said, I was not happy with my life, so I wanted to say yes to me. I wanted to say yes, Yoko, don't worry. I wasn't expecting anything, but it worked, didn't it? I think that's a cool story. She opened herself up to yes. So what I want you to do is if you've got paper in front of you, write down the word yes, and I want you to, something comes up when I say, there's something that you need to say yes to. There's probably something that immediately comes to mind, you know, whether it's yes to a person, yes to an opportunity. But write the word yes down, and if something popped into your brain when I said, what's that thing that you need to say yes to, jot a little note about what that thing is. What's your yes? Next word we're going to talk about probably won't come as a surprise. No. Let me hear you say no. Oh, okay. See, see how depressing no is? It's like, mm, no, no. But actually, you know, what you say yes to can change your life, but it's equally important what you say no to. Because saying no to certain things can protect you from overcommitment, from it can keep you financially sound, it can keep you physically fit and healthy. So to really have a great life, you're going to need to use the word no and use it very liberally. But this is not in conflict with the word yes. Okay, I don't see them as opposites. Here's what I think. I think behind every wise no is a better yes. Okay, you can't say yes to all of the things that you want to and need you to in your life, the best things, unless you're saying no to other things and using discernment on that. Now, Warren Buffett says that the difference between successful people and really successful people is he says that the really successful people say no to almost everything. Isn't that interesting? But again, I don't see this as conflict. Um, I'm going to show you this short clip. Um, this is, I think, from the same HBO special that you were talking about. It was actually, it's actually really good. On the way to the office, it's a, all of a five-minute drive. Been doing it uh, for 54 years. One of the good things about this five-minute drive is that uh, on the way, there's a uh, McDonald's, so I'll pick up something. Good morning. Thank you for choosing McDonald's. Go ahead and order whenever you're ready. I love a uh, sausage muffin with uh, egg and cheese. Anything else? That's it. Thank you. And I tell my wife, as I shave in the morning, I say either 261, 295, or 317. And she puts that amount in a little cup by me here. And that determines which of three breakfasts I get. Okay, two ninety-five. There's How the two. Hey, great! You're on candid camera. I see. Hello, everybody. <laughs> when I'm not feeling quite so prosperous, I might go with the two sixty-one, which is two sausage patties, and then I put them together and uh, pour myself a coke. Hi. How are you? Three seventeen is a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. But the market's down this morning, so I think I'll pass up the 317 and go with the 295. 
Isn't that awesome? Isn't that priceless? Yeah, the market's down this morning, so I'm going to pass on the 317. I love that. But what, what Warren Buffett does is he says no to laziness, to bad business and personal relationships. He says no to unnecessary spending so that he can spend his time and money and energy in all the right ways and say yes to the right ways. And I think probably some of the biggest regrets in our life come from not saying no, right? Saying yes to something when we know we probably should have said no. Does that resonate with anybody? It does with me. I shared with you last year some stories about how, um, you know, when Emily was growing up, my daughter who is now 21, my lovely millennial, and making some choices that I should have said, should have said no to. I mean, I was just grinding myself into the ground and there's things that I miss and those are regrets that I have. So you have to think about when do you say no? And we all know people too, right? You all know someone in your life that, you know, it's a friend, it's a relative where they keep on doing something where you're like, what are you doing? You're literally running your head into a brick wall every single time, but they just won't stop. Okay, so say no. And here's some uh, principles about saying no. Number one, Say no when it protects your principles and your values. Always say no when you're protecting your principles and your values. Say no when it keeps you focused on your own goals and not somebody else's. Say no if something's going to serve somebody else, but it doesn't serve your own goals. Say no when it protects you from being used. And sometimes people accidentally use us. Right? They don't mean to, but they make these demands or even just sometimes they're a request and we turn it into this obligation, well, I can't say no to this thing because of whatever, whereas a no is probably actually okay with them, but we need to be the ones to deliver it. Okay, so this isn't, you know, again, doesn't sound as negative as being used, but sometimes people accidentally use us. Say no when you need to change course. Just like a yes can help you change course, a no to a business relationship, a personal relationship, an activity that you're engaged in that's preventing you from going where you need to go in your business and life, say no to those things. When you say no, you're saying yes to time and you're saying yes to opportunities. And you can always make more money, but you absolutely cannot make more time, right? That's the one commodity. There is no more of it. So saying no to the things that let you say yes to the right things is critical. And again, behind every wise no, is a better yes, okay? So they're not opposites, they're hand in hand. Let's go to the next one, thanks. Simple word, you probably, again, you probably said it 15 or 20 times already today, right? From the minute you get up, okay, thanks, thanks for the coffee, thanks, thanks, thanks. We use the word, you know, um, kind of commonly. Um, but I see thanks as a game-changing word because um, it's about gratitude, and I think gratitude is absolutely a way of life. There was actually a Harvard study that showed that people that regularly exercise gratitude, true gratitude, um, actually have much less anxiety and stress and things like that. And I'm like, well, sign me up. I will say thanks, you know, way more often. I'll, I'll try to live more in gratitude. And I actually have taught my daughter um, to be grateful for even the negative things that can happen. You know, as an example, um, every time we would go to a restaurant or, you know, be standing in line at a checkout, and we'd get really bad service because that happens all the time. You can always tell when the economy's strong because you start to get really bad service places, right? Um, but when you get really bad service, I would always tell her, be thankful for that because this is how most of the world operates. They don't care that much. They're not polite. They're not trying hard. They're not returning your phone call. Be thankful because it makes it so much easier for you to be successful. 
So think about that, that next crabby waitress that you get, the next, you know, crabby whatever. I mean, you guys told this amazing story about that. Was it the $6,000 egg? You know, that is an amazing story to me. But I think, thank goodness for places that are like that because it allows the other places that would never act that way to be successful. So be grateful for that, right? And think about all we have. Think about everything we have to be grateful for. I mean, Louise just, she always just knocks me out of my seat. I mean, how awesome is she? She is just like, yeah, I mean, come on, seriously. Think about the country that we live in, that people are literally dying to try to get into. I, you can't help but wake up grateful every single day for that. Think about the professional opportunities that we have in challenging markets. We still have amazing opportunities that most people can only dream of, right? One of the things you have to eliminate when you think about uh, being truly gratitude is what I call when-then thinking. And this is what a lot of people will do, when-then thinking, is they say, when this happens, well, then I can be really live in gratitude and you know, live in that place. Like, when, you know, when I'm done with school, you know, then I can be happy. You know, when, I, when I get married, you know, then I'll be happy. When, well, for some people, when I get divorced, you know, then I'll be happy, but, you know. But when, the, you know, when I have kids, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be really grateful then. Well, maybe when they get out of diapers, you know, then I can live in gratitude. Well, maybe when they leave home, is that when it happens? Like, you know, I mean, it keeps kind of going on. There's always something. And I think we do this um, in our business. Well, when rates go down, then I'll be in a position to be really grateful to be in this industry. When inventory really is back, you know, then I'll be in a position to be grateful. And I think we have reasons to be grateful every single day. But you got to be the captain of your own ship and grab those thoughts that are putting you in a different place and be thankful for what we have right now. And I actually am not good at, um, you know, people talk about, I wake up in a spirit of gratitude. I think Tom Ferry even talks about this, like what you do first thing in the morning. And what I do first thing in the morning, because my phone is my alarm, is I traditionally start looking at my phone. How many of you do this as well, right? Your phone goes off and there it is. So you got to see what's happening on Facebook and LinkedIn, see what the emails are in. You can feel your blood pressure going up. So I actually stopped this and I actually laminated a little piece of paper, have it next to my bed with these seven words on it. Okay, these are the seven Fs. And these seven words, I take a few minutes first thing in the morning, and I'm not all like in lotus position or doing anything special, but I just take a few minutes literally laying there in bed, and I think about these seven areas of my life, my family, my friends, my faith, my fitness, my finances, which to me has to do with my, you know, my career and my financial stability, fun, and future, which again, that's also part of how I think about you know, my career and where I'm going, so that it covers personally, professionally, and just everything that's important to me. And I take a few minutes, and I'm so grateful for these things, but I only do that because I take that time and just literally, as I said, have a little laminated card by my bed with those seven words that I take that time and really think about it. And I think sometimes we don't express enough thanks. You know, we may think it, but we don't take the time to express enough thanks to other people that we know. How many of you have somebody who sacrificed something so that you could be here? How many? Right? Somebody sacrificed time. Maybe you have a, a spouse or a partner who stayed back. Somebody who's at home. Somebody who's covering for you at the office. Um, a manager who encouraged you to come and supported you to come and maybe sponsored you to come. You know, think about that. So what I want to do just for a moment is I know you've all got your phones with you. Grab your phone for me. What I want you to do, did a little something like this last year, but this is a bit different. But I do want you to take just a minute. We're going to take about 60 to 90 seconds. 
there's somebody in your life you should say thank you to right now. Okay, maybe it's thanks for letting me be here because it's awesome and you should see Todd's outfit and it's like we're having a great time. You know, I love it, by the way. Tell someone thank you. Maybe you just need to tell somebody thanks for being you. And when you write that text, what I want you to do, you're thinking of somebody, don't hit send yet, but take a minute, find that person, write it, and hold your phone up in the air when you're done with it. Okay, just so I know that you're done. Okay, what I want you to do is pull your phones down and just hit send together right now. Hit send to that person. Now that makes me so happy. I got to tell you, I mean, think about what we just did. We just sent out this awesome wave to over a thousand people, right? That feels really good, doesn't it? Like, oh. And you're going to hear some awesome things back, right? I heard amazing stories. We did something similar to this last year, a little different. But man, the stories that I heard from people saying, oh, I can't believe like, that, I, that you reached out to me and said that. But think about doing that all the time. You know, it takes just a few seconds. People, oh, I don't have time. Well, you know what? You do have time. You can find 30 to 60 seconds to remember to say thank you and live in that gratitude every single day. Let's go to the next word. The next word is help. Let me hear you say help. Help. Help me. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you that this is such a powerful word on a couple of different fronts. And, and countless people have helped me in my career. Um, I have been in the business for about uh, 26-ish years, starting to, I actually re recently realized I'm getting ready to turn 50. Um, and now I realize I'm actually reaching that point where I've been in the business more than half my life, which is weird, right? That's like unsettling. But yeah, when I see y'all here next year, you know, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be rocking 50. But countless people have helped me. Um, and as Todd said, we've developed an amazing friendship over the last 18, 19 years. And Todd was actually the very first person who ever took a chance and put me on a stage like this, not knowing anything really about me, if I was going to be good, if I was going to suck. I mean, like, and I, I don't know if I sucked, but I mean, I wasn't, I, I can only imagine. But long time ago, maybe some of you remember, right? Many years ago, Todd helped me because he gave me a chance and said, you know what? I believe in you right? And I want to put you up on stage. And you think about all the people that have helped us in our careers. So I'll ask you, who is helping you? Who is helping you become a better person? Who is in your life helping you? And if you say no one, you're missing your potential. You are absolutely missing potential if you don't have someone who's helping you. And in fact, interesting, Steve Jobs actually was asked once for his most important piece of advice and his most important piece of advice was ask for help. Ask for help and ask early and ask often. And he told a story how at age 12, he actually found Bill Hewlett's phone number in the phone book, called him up, he was 12 years old, and he was looking for some spare parts, spare computer parts to make a frequency counter. And the way the story goes, he ended up working at Hewlett Packard that summer and kind of then making his you know, thing in the garage and, and the rest was history because he reached out at age 12 and asked for help, which I think is pretty powerful, right? So when you ask for help, I'm gonna give you a couple uh, pieces of advice. You need to think about every area of your life and business about where you need help. You first wanna make sure that you have very competent advisors. Um, you know, we've talked about, uh, in the past, we talked about having like a, an internal, kind of your own board of directors, your own board of advisors. Um, but some, and, and everybody in this room, you have your own board of directors. You have advisors that are speaking into your life 
But I would ask you, are you making those conscious decisions? Are those just your friends who agree with you and say, oh, yeah, you're awesome, whatever you're doing? Or do you have people that actually challenge you? So make sure you have really competent advisors in all those different areas of your life. The second thing is don't wait until it's too late to look for help and bring those advisors into your life. Don't wait until you're already in trouble, struggling, in a bad place. Get advisors before you even know if you need them. I also encourage you to get multiple advisors. What I mean by that is think about even just those seven Fs that I shared with you. You may need help in different areas of your life. You know, your fitness advisor, you know, maybe work with Jonathan or somebody else, right? Um, but, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have different advisors to help you with your relationship, with your business, with your fitness. I have an unbelievable um, personal trainer who I love, and he drives me nuts. He just put this on our Facebook page recently. Yeah, like imagine working out with that face every day. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, he's nuts. But think about who you're working with in your business. And I know some of you have already reached out and looked at coaching with High Trust, talking about Sales Academy. How many of you, by the way, came to the lunch today thinking about coaching? All right, awesome. And you're going to have more chances. You're going to hear more about it. But I can't say enough. Every single uh, great business person that I know has worked with coaches and has invested in themselves. So whether it's, again, looking into coaching, whether it's a High Trust Sales Academy, there are opportunities right here. And reach out before, before, it's, um, before you get to a place that you're desperate. You have a great opportunity right here to really think about that. The flip side of the word help, you need help in every, you know, in all these areas of your business, just like I do. But I would also ask you, who's depending on you for help? I love this quote by Maya Angelou. She says, prepare yourself so that you can be a rainbow in somebody else's cloud. So what experience or skill do you have that somebody you know needs? What have you been through that could help somebody else? What experience have you been through that you know could help someone else? How could you be a game changer in somebody else's life?